Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul on demand, episode 70 with Jordan Davis. Um, you're an outdoorsman. If we put you in the middle of nowhere with nothing, maybe, maybe naked, oh. how long could you survive? A day? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love to hunt and fish, but I'm not like Survivor Man. Like, <laughs> dude, with nothing. Like, if I were to go on naked and afraid, I would be the first one off. <laughs> we had a lot of fun talking with Jordan. He just put out his second album, Bluebird Days, and uh, it's a deep album. It, it really goes deep in his emotions, but there's also some some good party tracks on there. It's a great album. We're going to get into the details with him about it here on this podcast, and thank you so much for listening to Taste of Country Nights on Demand. Evan Paul here, hanging with Jordan Davis. What's up, brother? Dude, what's going on, man? Good to see you again. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, let's talk about Next Thing You Know. Yeah. That's going to be the, that's the single? Nah, Tucson Too Late. Oh, Billy was right. Yeah, yeah. Tucson Too Late. Tucson Too Late. Let's yeah. talk about recording that. Man, that was. this is actually, I feel like uh, it's a different a different song than I've ever put out. I think a definitely more traditional, at least in the production uh, side of it. Uh, but man, we kind of chased a Keith Whitley vibe here. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Miami was kind of where we were chasing this down. Um, and too, from a songwriting perspective, it was cool to kind of totally, the only time I've been to Tucson is play music, you know? So I've definitely never lost, uh, a loved one or lost a girlfriend to flying out of Tucson and me racing through a desert to go, ch- <laughs> go chase her down. But it was fun yeah. to like put our, you know, kind of create that story and make uh-huh. it up and. Uh, you know, wrote that with Jacob, Matt, and Josh, the same team that wrote By Dirt. So I think it also pushed us to, like, do something different. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to excited to see what people think of it. Let me ask you, when you write with the exact people that you wrote By Dirt with, yeah. I've talked to you about By Dirt. It was, like, one of your biggest – you guys felt it when you left the room. Do you get that feeling every time you write with those guys? And if you don't, are you skeptical or scared to put that out? Not really, because, I mean, we've been writing together since, especially that team, uh, we've been writing together since 2015, 2016. Uh, so we've written a lot of songs. Okay. And I think we've only put like seven of them out, six or seven of them out. So uh, we've definitely written a lot more than seven. So not all of them are, you know, make the cut. But I think the good thing with that is we all feel very comfortable and enough to be honest in a lyric and be like, hey, guys, we can beat this or this isn't that good. Or to just say, like, hey, we've done that before. Let's get off of that. Let's chase something different, uh, which, you know, kind of enter this story song kind of vibe. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, being comfortable with your co-writers is, like, the most most important thing. Uh, let's talk about uh, next thing you know. Um, have you already cleared a space on your mantle for all these that you're putting out? Dude, <laughs> that song is one. We almost didn't release that song. Really? Like, did not, you know, because... A, that, you know, even with this whole next record, like I wanted to write songs that were where, I, where I'm at in my life um, and be brutally honest with it. And, you know, next thing you know came from me sitting down one day thinking that my daughter was three years old. And I just went down this whole rabbit hole of like, my daughter's three. They usually leave the house at 18. I've got 15 years of my daughter. Like, and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And... And I just kind of started thinking about how fast, you know, how fast life goes. Um, and I wanted to write a song 
that was and don't get me wrong, Graylin James, Chase McGill, Josh Josh Osborne, three great writers that helped me on that one. But just a progression of life, and I didn't want it to have a chorus. I was like, you know, just truly a start to the song and an end to the song. All right, when you turn that in, that's usually a, a recipe for like. So you want us to put a song out that doesn't have a chorus? <laughs> right. It usually gets thrown in the email and lives there forever. Okay. Uh, but it's amazing to see this song react the way it has. Like, it's crazy. I mean, and, and even so now, like, in all honesty, outside of By Dirt, next thing you know, when we play live shows, outside of By Dirt, that's, that's the biggest song we play. Well, uh, let, I want to talk about that and, like, Fishing Spot. Uh, it's kind of, they're kind of like a real emotional center to this yeah. album. Which of these is going to be the hardest to play out of that next thing you know or Fishing Spot? Oh, dude. Fishing Spot's tough, man. Uh are you going to put these both together, or are you going to space Oh, them? dude, if I even play Fishing Spot, I don't even know if I can get through Fishing Spot live. That one, Bluebird Days, next thing. Next thing, I can get through it because, like, you see it connect to so many people, and you want to perform that to the best you can. And, like, somebody else's view on that song is totally different than mine. So it's like, you know, and that song progresses from getting married to having kids to having grandkids. So it's cool for me to see the grandkids, like the grandparents react to that song. Okay. Because they take it totally different than I do, who's kind of more on the front end of that. Uh-huh. Uh, but, man, Fishing Spot, dude, that's straight my grandpa. I see Toledo Ben. I see Black and Chartreuse crappie jigs and just, you know, catching crappie with him. And um, I always will with that song. Uh, so that'd be a tough one to get through live. So when will you decide if you're going to play those live? Oh, we're playing them. <laughs> we're playing them. Uh, I just, I feel bad for the first couple of nights to see if we can. No, I've never really broke down. I've never really like had a song hit me too hard. Uh-huh. It's more like the moment, like when I was playing. Uh, well, well, it goes back to my grandparents. It goes back to my grandpa. Like when I did the rhyming shows, he used to tell me where he used to sit, uh, and like as I'm up there like playing, I look up and, like. Remember him telling me, like, oh, I used to sit right here, you know, because I could see Farron Young walking around backstage when so-and-so was playing. He's a big Farron Young guy. And, uh, like, that kind of got to me for a second. But I don't know. I, I think I'll be able to get them. Um, this is the only time where you've taken a couple outside songs. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to do that? And are you ever worried about always trying to have to outright Nashville? Oh. We start think you taking can. more. I honestly, that's the one thing I'm very confident that I will never outright Nashville. There's so many great songs, and I've always kind of said that to, you know, to be a proponent of like of what Nashville is to me at least, which is like the best songwriters in the world. Uh, it'd be pretty selfish for me to only record songs that I write, and I can only see as my as I continue to make albums. You know, this this record's two outside songs. I mean, I could see the next one being more than that. Um, but I just approached it from a spot of like, that was two things that I wanted to touch on, on this record. I wanted to have a song where it was, it was truly like a, a guy that's screwed up and there was no redemption to it. Like he screwed up. She's gone. She's not coming back. You got to live with it now. You got to figure it out. And I couldn't do, I couldn't write that. and. Uh, you know, what I wouldn't do got pitched to me. And I was like, this is it. This is what I've been trying to write. And then I wanted to touch on how, you know, my view of money or my, my view of finances and what I thought money could get you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I was trying to write a song, you know, on that topic and it was terrible and it didn't get across what I wanted to say. My buddy Jameson Rogers sends me money isn't real. And I was like, that's what I've been trying to say. So it kind of like, you know, as of now, it's like you find those things that fit those pieces Mm -hmm. that you feel like you're missing when you're looking, taking the 30,000 foot view at the record. Was it hard to unpack the feelings of Bluebird Days, the song, when you were making it? Yeah. Uh, it's a little easier because I was writing it with uh, like one of my oldest friends in Nashville. The, the guy I first moved, me and him moved into our first house in Nashville together 11 years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, and then Jacob, my brother. So, um, you know, kind of touching back to that just being real, like, and, and being honest, this is my, this was my take on, you know, what I went through with my parents' divorce, you know, and I understand divorce happens. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but uh, as a as a kid that from a divorced family now that has kids, it just changes that dynamic a little bit. And uh, when when sorry, when you and your brother sat down and wrote that, did you guys find that you had the same view of the divorce or different? No, exact same. It affected you both the same way. Both, both the same way as far as having kiddos, you know, to where it like, you know, it changes holidays a little bit, Yeah, you know? And, uh, you know, I think, I think the one thing that it definitely connected us on was, you know, we're both married with kids. So it's like, Hey dude, marriage is tough. Like relationships are tough. And, you know, sometimes it probably would be easy to just think like, all right, well, you know, I don't think this is for me, you know, this isn't working out, but like, we kind of came to the same agreement. It's like, dude, this really isn't about us anymore. Like this is about his three girls and about my two kiddos. Um, so to me, I know that song touches on my parents' divorce, but in my mind and the reason why we wrote it is really about our marriages and, and our kids. Did you play that for your parents? I got lucky, man. I didn't have to play that one. I sent that to, uh, I really did. I kind of did this on purpose, which they'll know now, but, uh, we were all going somewhere. They were all up for the holidays and, uh, I left my phone and my record up on and plugged in and I hadn't played it for my sister either, but she knew what it was about. They knew what it was about, but I hadn't played it. So my sister played it for him whenever I was out of the car. So I got back in the truck and I was like, What'd y'all listen to? She's like Bluebird Days. And my mom, I look over at my mom and she's kind of like giving me the look like, yeah, we listened to that one. And I was like, Ugh. glad I was out of the truck. <laughs> Have you talked about it with them since? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, <laughs> okay, we've discussed okay. it. I've kind of told them, you know, this is, and I don't think I drag anybody under the mud about it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, it's just my view on, on what it is and. I kind of told him, you know, I was like, Hey, this is how, this is how, this is how it affected me. And, and this is how I'm going to better, better your grandkids. Um, you're an outdoorsman. If we put you in the middle of nowhere with nothing, maybe, maybe naked, oh. how long could you survive a day? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love to hunt and fish, but I'm not like a survivor, man. Like <laughs> dude, with nothing. Like if I were to go on naked and afraid, I would be the First one off. Like, so Chris Jansen told me yesterday that he would be able to live forever until he got rescued. Until he got rescued? Yeah. Uh, Jansen probably could. <laughs> Jansen's, Jansen's a redneck. I mean, don't give me, like I said, you give me a, you give me a duck blind yeah. and a shotgun or a fishing pole, I could, I could make it work. But you drop me out there with nothing, yeah. I'm out, man. 
who do you see yourself in and some of the upcoming artists that are coming up? Is there anyone that you're like, man, that was me? Dude, I, I love Cameron Marlowe, man. Good dude. Uh, love the songwriting. I love, uh, love the way he's he just got like a cool, unique sound to him. And if I were to say like, you know, not to be like, there's nobody that's doing what Cameron's doing in my opinion. And uh, just his chorus melodies, I think are really cool. His songwriting's way above where I was at for as young as, as he, as he is. Um, so man, that's, that's a guy that like, I find myself going and, and listen a lot to. Uh, people, I say when I heard girl on fire, I was like, dang, I wish I would have wrote that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, people consume music differently nowadays. What keeps you making albums? I mean, I grew up on albums like, um, you know, and we've done the EP thing. Uh, the, I don't feel like you can, can't pack as much into an EP, not even just from a song standpoint, uh, from a from a meaning standpoint it's like with bluebird days compared to my two out my two eps uh you know there's it, there's there's some story in this one and if you got a if you got a story you want to tell you need need as many pages as, as you can get and uh i just think the eps limit you uh and albums actually make you or can allow you to be able to create a whole body okay uh, so yeah i think i'll always continue to, to make records um, Chase Rice and Randy Hauser recently told me that they're finally at a place where they can make music that they, they want to make, you know, yeah. and, and I've seen you said that in, in some parts, um, are you kind of there? I've I'll, like, I, I get, and they are, they're making fantastic music. I've never been able, like, I never felt like I was restricted as far as like what I, like, I never got outside pressure from a label or management or anything like that to put songs out. Every song I've released is because I've loved it and I wanted to put it out. I think it's just different seasons, man. Like I think that like, you know, I was in a different season when I released my first album. Um, and I think that I'm, I'm releasing music that fits the season I'm in right now, but I've always put songs out I've loved. And, um, but I'm glad they said that cause both of them got some great music out right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, but yeah, I've, I've always, I've always put music out that, that, I feel like I've never had any outside pressure to do so. All right. And finally, what are you and the wife's Valentine's plans? Are you getting a babysitter or are you? No, we're, I'll be in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be at home with the kids. I'll be in Canada. We'll probably do a FaceTime and, uh, <laughs> there it is. I love you. Tell the kids I love them. I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> boy. Well, dude, thank you so much for stopping by. That's Great it, album. Appreciate man. it, man. Thank yeah. you very much.